And it's another edition of Drinks Towards by Quarantine Edition. Checking in with David first to see how everything is going. Albert. Senor Macias Feliz Cumple Easter. Uh, happy zombie day to you. Yes. This, he, Jesus was the first zombie uh, to popularize the the zombie uh, genre. Um, well, I don't think he's the first zombie to popularize the genre, but technically by history-wise, he's the only known zombie. Right. And you know what? In today's ever-changing climate, um, it's very interesting that you know, apocalyptic movies will have to be changed because even now during our own apocalypse, we can still go through a drive-through and order food. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody thought of that. You know? <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not at we're not at the Walking Dead apocalypse, but we're somewhere in between. Right, <laughs> where it's like, yes, um, uh, can I get? Uh, a number four, and then I'll take whatever the zombies want. Okay, just put that on my yeah, tab. Yeah. I got it. I get a side of brains for that. <laughs> no, it's McBrain. I, I hear your your McBrain. It's McBrain. Uh, yeah, it's the two for five. You know, that's back for right now. <laughs> two for five. <laughs> that was the greatest deal. I even went to McDonald's when the two for five was happening. I think anything two for five is actually a pretty good deal. Like. I'll do that at Burger King. Oh, yeah. What, what do you get? I'll get the Whopper and the chicken sandwich. You know, like the variety. For for me, the, the two for five was always the uh, Big Mac and the Nuggets. That, to me, was just complete heaven. Yeah, because I mean, Carl's, Carl's Jr. had it, like, I think it was, like, two for six. And I was, like, two for six ninety nine. You know, because I gave you the option of the Western bacon, and who doesn't want the Western bacon? Have you seen the commercial for the the spicy Western bacon? No, I, I I find that disgusting. Well, I don't really have like regular TV to watch like commercials. Really, you know? Yeah, but the, the Hulu commercials. Sorry, I said we have commercials on Hulu. I go, but yeah, but commercials on Hulu tend to be like very product placement. They don't have anything like just random. You are missing out on my favorite commercial that's out right now, and uh, it's a it's a vaping campaign to stop kids from vaping. I don't know if you've seen this commercial or not. It's two girls. One is uh, on the bed as a typical girl, and the another girl is at the floor of the bed with a laptop, and uh, they're talking about boys, obviously. And then, have you seen this commercial? I have not. Oh, dude. I have not partaken of this vaping commercial. It is, it is sheer genius and adolescence at its at its finest. And um, so the the two girls, you know, start talking, and this girl's like, you know, um, you know, I'm kind of seeing someone, and then the other girl's like, is it the boy that you walk with? She's like, maybe. She's like him. Really? <laughs> <She's> like, <laughs> it is, it is, and now I start saying him. Really? Like, oh my god! But the face that the girl makes, 
you know, uh, uh, of, of surprise that, that she thinks that the other girl likes him is so hilarious. It's, it's almost like, like surprisingly disgusting, you know, of like, you really <laughs> like, 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 like this boy, you know, and then the other, uh, the other girl's, um, uh, uh, retort is so just spot on because she's like, well, what I really like about him is he's really not that popular. So, you know, that, that's kind of cool. <laughs> so is that, is that your in? Is that why you like it? Cause it's like, they're saying I have a chance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. You know, uh, you know, not, not to brag or anything, uh, but I, I feel I'm a little popular, you know, amongst the, you, the, 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 the people. The <laughs> yeah, well, the, I think it's like, have you never, you've never seen that, that, that kind of conversation take place at the coast? No. <laughs> Does that take place at the cove? <clears throat> not in the exact format, obviously. It's, it should. It's not vaping, but but it's it's the fact that like you know one girl's drunk and she's like I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with that guy and the and the friends are like really <laughs> him <laughs> him. <laughs> you 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 have to guys if you haven't seen this commercial. You have to stop exactly what you're doing, pause the show, and go search it. And at the end, so at the end, and so then the, the guy comes in, you know, there's a voiceover, and it, the, it comes in, and then um, uh, the, the, uh, the guy says, you just missed it. The, the super secret way they're selling vaping, you know, because, like, during their talking, she, like, uh, takes out the vaping pen and gives it to the girl. And then at the end, the girl's doing the, the vape, and she's like, hmm, so minty. <laughs> and so I'm saying that now, too. I'm like, dude, this commercial is doing the exact opposite <laughs> of, of what you want in a vaping commercial, you know? Because now I'm saying so minty and really him, you know? It's really fascinating. Well, I mean, it's, it's really targeted towards parents and kids, not Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Since you were neither, it's, that's why you find the humor in this commercial. It's based on the idea that kids shouldn't be vaping. You're over here like, oh my god, I can't, I have this is this is this is the best commercial of all time. Like that's not what it's supposed to be. Annabelle, or uh, if you have a computer by, if you could go look that up so you so you guys could see it. It is oh man, it, I, I'm so in love with it. I'll get my laptop right now. Yeah, then you'll, then you'll see it. Oh man, I wonder if I can if I can YouTube, uh, YouTube it, and then you can hear it. Hmm. Put in the link. Well, no, because I could play you the audio. Let's see. I've never done this before, so I don't know if this is kind of. How, well, let me look. Okay, let me see. Vaping commercial commercials. Let's see. Uh, let's see. So, I'm sure this is stunning uh, audio for uh, everyone listening. Yeah, uh, man. Had I known we were going to talk about this, I would have. Uh, I would have had it uh, kind of ready. Hmm. Let me see. Him. We have a very great uh, show for you today, and uh, really, really good show. Really, really, really good show. 
Uh, thank you guys all for uh, listening to uh, Drinks to Words by. Uh, we really appreciate it um, as uh, we are still in quarantine. How's quarantine going for you? David, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, I was. I'm. I'm trying to look the the vaping commercial and say. They don't need to. <laughs> there's one from like 1994. It's, uh, no, from uh, two years ago. It's, uh, vaping kills. No, it's not that one. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find it too. Maybe commercials. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna put vaping PSA. PSA 2020. Hmm. Maybe it's not up because it's that popular. We'll <laughs> <laughs> yeah. put two girls. Okay, for real. Yeah, no, we're still. Are we still on YouTube or you're on another site? Uh, I'm I'm on uh, YouTube still, but I can't seem to uh, to find it. Is one of the girls an African American? Yes, found it. Oh man, um, what? Let's see. Oh no, that's just a commercial. This is some kids and some boys talking about the sports he plays. Uh, oh, that's the right one. Yeah. Damn it! Of course I can't find it. Maybe I'll find it by the next show, um, and then and then I'll. Yeah, we're well, ready for the next one. Yeah. Two girls. Okay. Uh, so how how's been uh, uh, everything going on uh, with you uh, in this whole um, quarantine? You know what? I was actually talking to uh, somebody the other day. I'm calling around a lot more people, and. Um, I never thought about this, but, and, and I haven't thought about this simply because I'm quarantined by myself. So, um, how, are you guys getting annoyed with, with, with your guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, with each other? <laughs> yeah, I was like, how do I make this sound, uh, <laughs> right? With no, actually, actually. Yeah, we were we were dancing together last night, uh, and then we went on the balcony, and she got kind of embarrassed. <laughs> it, was, it was hot, so he's like, "Let's go out the balcony." It was, it was warm inside. At, at like, it was warm. It was like, like warm yesterday, and then it's back to cold. This is how people get sick, and then people complain it's the coronavirus. Like this weather makes my allergies act up, and like, like we were at the store yesterday because we went shopping because it was like our normal shopping day to try to get more groceries, and uh, she's like sneezing and coughing, and I'm like, "Shut up." <laughs> Anytime you you know people are gonna look at you funny if you if you're sneezing cough when you're out out and about. And and how are the stores? I've been hearing um, conflicting reports where, uh, and maybe that's just the area where uh, some stores are actually are are full full with food now, and kind of the 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 overbuying um, has been has been kind of put at a standstill. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, um, food, like the food and vegetables and all that stuff, that's actually like back to normal from what I've seen. But there's still a shortage of like disinfectant wipes, like, you know, can't find hand sanitizer and, and even, um, um, but, 
Yeah, they, they had a sale on our on Svetka, on Svetka Vodka, so we went over there, and they were already sold out. So we're like, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, I'm running really um, low on on my alcohol too. Um, I, I've just been I haven't been drinking as much, which is good, I guess. Not on me. <laughs> well, you could have came over here and had had you know lunch and alcohol. I know, but that would yeah. defeat the You're purpose. You're not drinking anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I drink anyway. No, but actually, I went to Target during the week, early in the week, and I actually went to Walgreens and Target because you, you know because they limit the amount of paper that you can get, like toilet paper and paper towels. As they should. You kind of have to do. You kind of have to do multiple runs, different stores. Oh wow! But so I was able to. Yeah. So I, but I was like, I'm an efficient shopper, unlike my wife. Um, she's not there. She's. She's the person who just sees and says, like, oh, we should get this. Like, when are we ever going to use this cream? Never. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I kind of go, like, okay, we've never tried this before. Why don't we just buy, like, the small generic version and see if it kind of works? No, but. See what I mean? Just just look into it. Like, oh, it's, it's, it's way better. Unit per cost. And I'm like, we're not going to use it. But anyway, um, but yeah, I found toilet paper and, and uh, paper towels at two different stores. And, like, within an hour, I hit two stores and was back home. And, like, it's just like, all right, my day's over. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. Like, what else are you going to do? Like, you know, your day your day ends when you get back home. It's like, oh, I'm going to go back out. I'm going to go, you know, go see some people. Like, no, you went to the store. You're masked up, you know. You use the spec and wipe down everything. And then... You're good. Yeah, I, today I was actually going to, right before the show, I was uh, going to go get a pizza. I was like, man, I'm, I've been craving pizza, but they're only doing, they're not doing carryout. They're only doing delivery. Uh, really? Yeah. I thought, no, but I mean, I, most of those things are carryout deals anyway. Like, they should, like, you know, wait in your car, get your things ready. I know, I know, because I mean the one that the one uh, my Pizza Hut is literally like a block away from where I live, and I'm like, dude, I'm not gonna, you know, waste somebody's time to deliver me a pizza like a block away. It's just ridiculous. Um, and, and I have cash, so I don't want to like, you know, you know, like, you know where, you know where I, t- you know, I just can't. Uh... Because people are, are, like, way too picky about their pizza. At the end of the day, it's just bread, cheese, and sauce. So I'll pick up pizza from 7-Eleven. Pick up a whole pizza, like, seven bucks, and you can pick up, a, you know, some other stuff, and you're good. I know. about four but, minutes. But I'm particular about my pizza. I have to have extra sauce. It's I, I can't go back to, to just a regular pizza. So yeah, it's, it's, you're at your own demise. Yeah. Now this is drinks to words by, and what are we drinking today? I'm actually having a Greyhound. So I picked up some grapefruit juice yesterday uh, at the store for the purpose of being able to drink Greyhounds. Okay, very cool. Is Annabelle drinking anything? She's drinking her Coors. Nice. He was so cute yesterday. He's like, "Oh, I really want a Greyhound, but he's going to save it for the show." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. It was uh, 
was like, I got it. I was like, I can take it when I get home. I was like, no. Nah. Actually, I drank some, uh, I picked up a couple beers, like more of the uh, crafty beers uh, yesterday. So I had like a couple of those yesterday. I know Before I moved to whiskey. that talk that we had last week with Abraham about beers got me itching to go buy beer. So maybe I'll go today and uh, go buy it. You know, you should, if you, are you looking just for like regular beer or you want to try something crafty? Uh, I will try something crafty as per you, you know, like I'll have one crafty beer. You, I'm usually a, a PBR uh, guy or a Coors Light guy. Yeah. Um, especially uh, again, everything is all about room in my refrigerator. I don't have a normal refrigerator as nothing about me is normal. Right. Um, yeah. So I just have like one of those like little mini fridges. So like to buy beer is like, I can only buy tall cans. That's, (laughs) that's it. I can't, I can't, I, I have no room for a 12 pack. Uh, I may have room for a six pack of just regular cans, but I always look at my brain and I say, when am I ever just going to have a six pack? You know, like, like that'll be gone in like by the end of the day. So, um, you should, you should, you should get yourself like a little, like a little cooler and just take a day. Like, you know, cause you're not drinking every day. So you, you don't need to have it. So just take a day. Like, all right. Today, I'm just going to enjoy myself, relax, have a couple beers, and have a cooler with some ice on the side. Well, that's the other luxury that I don't have is ice. So um, They have that at the store. They have that at the store, too, sir. Not, yeah, but, like, I'm very particular, uh, not about my ice, but I'm just like, why am I going to buy ice when I can make it, you know? Um, I'm kind of weird like that too, or like so. But all this has gotten me like looking for a mini freezer, and the the parallels of buying a mini freezer is is very drastic because I can buy a regular refrigerator with a freezer for the price of a mini freezer right now. Yeah, and it's just like man, like. But I already, have, but but my whole thing is I've already I've already kind of bought into this uh, uh, ecology, uh, ecology I guess or ecosystem that is having this mini freeze this mini fridge, and and so I'm like now if I buy a regular refrigerator which would help me now I'm stuck with this with this mini fridge you know and I'm like shit yeah but you could sell the mini fridge I could I could. You could sell- you could you could sell the mini fridge for, for you know and you're not gonna get a lot for it but at least it'll help towards the price of the regular fridge. Because I think at this point, this this pandemic shows that you need more space because you could have bought more food, had more stuff in the freezer, so that you you know don't have to keep going to the store. Yeah, like to, so I couldn't get that pizza right. So what I what I decided to do was I, I broke into my pancake mix. So I have a bunch of just powdered pancake mix that I use every now and then when I'm feeling whimsical and when I'm like, oh, man, I'm like, today seems like a pancake day. So I was like, well, I'm forced into a pancake day today because I wanted something round to eat. So <laughs> um, I, I need shape. Yeah. I need a certain shape today. <laughs> So, so you know, is, is, either, is there pancakes or tortillas? You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm running low on tortillas, 
So, you know, I, I made myself a, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh, with pancakes as the bread. Sounds good. Yeah. Huh? Actually, it wasn't too bad. Yeah, it was, it was, it was nice, a little dry, but uh, as for me today, I'm drinking coffee. So it kind of all went together, that, that uh, dryness uh, with the coffee. Gotcha. Yeah, David's been uh, cooking breakfast for himself lately. Oh, well, she doesn't eat breakfast, so it's not like <clears throat> I'm I'm not like just avoiding cooking for breakfast for her. Oh no, I didn't hear it like that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, he's just cooking for himself. No, I mean, like, um, cause, well, yeah, because I don't eat breakfast, so either I'm up early making him breakfast, or now he started making it himself, which I'm totally like, yeah, you go in the kitchen for that. Yeah, she, <laughs> she's not up early. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like I always learned, you know, with women, make them laugh and make them breakfast. Those are the two important things that a guy needs to know how to do. So how's that working out for you? Well, I, I dude, I make them laugh, but I make them laugh like and then run away. So it's it's keeping them. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's the hard part, you know. You, you make them laugh, and then their friends really? Yeah, <laughs> him really? <laughs> Does he have minty breath? Yeah. <laughs> It all comes full circle. Oh, I can't wait to see you. Guys. You got—that's what it is. You have to start vaping. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Vaping is super bad for you, so I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to do that. I—I I, I vape once in, in a great blue moon. Uh, typically, when when it's not vape, when it's like the THC stuff. So that's kind of where I go. The with THC, it. yeah. You know, that's when I—that's when you smoke. Yeah. <laughs> What? what? So the CBD when I gave you that CBD thing, oh, yeah. and you were you were, you weren't using it correctly. I wasn't. I wasn't. That was a that was a great moment in my life. I was like, oh man. Well, I mean, <laughs> when, when do I ever like you know have something of my own like that? You know what I mean? It's always somebody they just give it to me. And they, you know, very rock star esque. They hand they hand it to me already ready, and all I have to do is just do it. You know what I mean? I don't have to really think. Is that still the case under quarantine? Um, well, no, because um, you know, I still I still have some weed left, but it's running super low. And then I have a joint that I made that is breaking case of emergency joint. So you know, within maybe a week or two, I'll, I'll probably be gnawing on that. But that joint will last me about a week, you know, because I only need a few puffs, and uh, you know, I'm 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 to the moon. Like I never get that. I never get like how people like save it, like put it out like save it for later. Like I, I, I'm under the assumption like if you if you're gonna do something, just do it and get it over with. Yeah, and, and at the same point, that, like that you no just need ever. a little bit. You know, usually joints and and blunts are reserved for parties where there's a lot more people, so you could kind of, you know, do a couple hits yeah. and then you know then that's it. You know, the rest is is up to everybody else. I, you know, I just I, I look at I look at, at you know from when I work and people are outside and they're just passing joints to random people because they ask them or like even like you know people asking for cigarettes and like here you can finish this one and people are so fucking like I need the nicotine that they're gonna take a stranger's cigarette and I'm like I never get like how people don't see this as like you don't you don't look at this like. 
this was in somebody's mouth, their saliva's on this, and this is how you pass how, hepatitis. This is how coronavirus is spread. Yeah, this is how you pass the coronavirus. Not because only, they're sharing the same fucking thing. Not only that, but that's usually how, like, uh, uh, like you, you get those uh, cold sores and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that's hepatitis. As I say, like yesterday, you pass up a thigh to somebody. You're like, "Oh, what is like? What would you do?" I have no idea. But yeah, you're fucking sure. Herpes. Yeah. Yeah, I've been very lucky that that's never really happened to me. But I think all that's going to change when we come out of this, um, you know, of of this uh, quarantine. Is uh, I think a lot of social norms will no longer be norm. Such so as probably things like that. Um, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'm, you know, uh, I've been reading a lot about. Um, a lot of people have been sending me stuff, so I've been reading about what's going to happen after this, the aftermath of this quarantine. Have you been? Have anybody? Has anybody been sending you things like that, or have you been kind of interested in what's going to happen afterwards? Uh, oh, I've I've been I've been like. On a daily basis, I check, you know, I check the news. Like, it's like kind of the first thing I, I do in the morning now. Like, I'll wake up and I'll, I'll check, see, you know, hey, we are like, like, was it yesterday was the most deaths, uh, to date in a day or was it the day before? Like, they almost had 2,000 deaths in a day. Yeah. So, it was 20,000 know, or something like that. Yeah. We're, we've suppressed 20,000 now yeah. and like, we're, we lead the world in deaths, like, America, job, making America first again. Yeah, we have to win. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, I do my best to try to keep up with it. Like, um, they had an interview with. Uh, are you familiar with Dr. Fauci? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the uh, the 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 scientist guy that that comes on on the uh, news for the White House. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's like the main guy, and they were doing like an interview, and he's like, "Dude, after this." You know, after, after, you know, they finally kind of let us get back to socializing. It's like, you can't jump just full board and go, all right, you know, everything's back to normal. It's like, you, you, this should teach you to, to always wash your hands. And two, he's like, you should probably never shake hands. Yeah. And that's the weird thing. Cause you know, that's everybody that's your, your greetings and like, it's respectful and all this. But at the same time, it's like now with everything that's gone on, is it something that needs to be done? Do you need to shake a man's hand, you know, or a person's hand, or are you just like, hey, you know, hey. I think what's going to end up happening with the handshaking is people are going to become like, uh, it's almost almost going to be like a Blood Brothers type thing, but instead of blood, they put Purell on both their hands and then they shake and then they like, you know, <laughs> do their hands like that, you know? Well, I mean, like, things are going to be off for, like, at least a couple of weeks to, like, a month because, you know, everybody's going to be wary of, like, okay, do you, are you still contagious? Do you have it? Did you contract it at some point? You know, but after that, I feel like things will go back to normal because a lot of things are just force of habit. Right. I wonder how the, the, the dating lifestyle of a nurse will be by then. I'm, I'm open to it. <laughs> you know, I'm like, hey, you know, a lot of people probably won't want to date a nurse for a bit. I don't think anybody wants to date anybody for a bit. It's going to be like, you know, it's weird. Like, cause when they allow us to get back to social, to, to socializing, it's not going to be dead. Like ultimately until they create the facts, the vaccine, you know, it'll still linger. 
there's still an opportunity for it to be out there. Yeah. It's still something you have to be cautious about. You still have to take, you know, precautions. And, you know, for like those of us in, in like working at the bar and stuff, it's like, I still have to be like weary of people and, you know, I have to make sure that I'm hand sanitizing. So I brought up the whole thing, like, if we were masked, how are they supposed to check your ID? Like, what, are they going to match your eyes? Yes. <laughs> yes. Duh. Lower your mask. Yeah, it's like, lower your mask. All right. Bye. Yeah. It'll be interesting for sure. Um, I'm going to get our guest uh, coming on, and uh, I will speak to you in a few seconds, but let me line up the guest that we have for you. All right, David? Okay. Sure. All right, hold on one second. Uh, as uh, we get ready for our next guest, I'm very excited for this. Um, as we talk to... Hello. Hello. Give me one second. I'm going to merge the calls, okay? One second. And we are merged. Greg, Am I merged? Yes. You, and you have your... Hello. Merging. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We are very excited and thrilled to have Greg motherfucking Carlos in the house. Good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah, Good afternoon. Good evening. Well, this is Drinks to Words by, and what are you drinking today? You know what? It's funny that you asked that. Um, I'm actually drinking coffee. Really? Which is something that I never, ever, ever drink because I just don't really do well with caffeine. Like the smallest amount will like totally send me off. You know what I mean? You know, now that I think about so it, you- in the years that I've known you, I've never seen you drink coffee or anything like that. Um, man, that's interesting. Okay, what what made you want to uh, go into drinking coffee this morning? Um, I think mostly it's just because like. I'm at home and it's, it's the time here is changing like my routines, you know? So, um, one thing about it is I can't, I can't resist the smell. Like I just think it smells so good. And then I really like the taste of it too, but it's just like, I'm telling you, cause I don't do a lot of caffeine in my normal routine. So any little bit of, um, coffee just, it sends me over the edge. Like if I have more than one cup, forget about it. I'm like zooming, you know? Are you a cream and sugar guy? or you Yeah, like I like a, a little of that. I like a little of that, um, you know, just to take the uh, take the edge off it, I guess, sweeten it up a little bit. I just, like I said, I like the taste of it, but it works really good on me. Like, if I drink more than one cup, I will be busy that day. I don't have <laughs> things to do. <laughs> so, I'm surprised you I've don't just kind of, make it Irish. You know, I'm kind of... Um, not a big fan of drinking first thing in the morning just because it tends to be – it tends to lead into drinking all day. And then, you know, I mean, every now and then I guess you just have to do it. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'm trying not to hit the sauce too hard right now. And and the fun- – I get you. I mean, today's, today's Sunday, so today is uh, my all-day drinking. Like other yeah. days, I'll, I'll wait till, you know, 4 or 5 o'clock. That's a total lush. For sure, for sure. I think today everybody kind of gets a pass, and there's no judgment. You know what I mean? And I'm pretty sure I'm off tomorrow, so you know, <laughs> might as well just send it. 
Three day but weekend? yeah, the coffee is, um, it's kind of something new. Like only for like the past two weeks, I kind of introduced it. So you're not the person who, who needs to wait in line at Starbucks for an hour to get a coffee. To be honest with you, like I'm, I've been to Starbucks maybe three or four times in my life. So no. And I actually, I've never even had coffee from Starbucks because, um, Anytime I've ever gone there, it's with Matt, and it's just like, oh, just give me some one of those like blended mocha type drinks, you know? It's not so crazy. Yeah. So oh, no, Starbucks doesn't really play a big part in my routine, especially. But um, I just like the idea of the coffee, you know? Like it's it's such a good little starter to the day, and like it smells good, and you know, it's like if you're not a big breakfast person, I guess it's kind of something good to throw. Put a layer down, you know. Have you been uh, uh, cooking anything uh, delicious for uh, lunch or breakfast? Um, a little bit here and there on the breakfast side, but mostly I'm just kind of concentrating all my efforts into like making really good dinners and whatever about lunch because I'm home alone most of the day, anyways. Is is Matt uh, uh, considered an essential worker? He is considered an essential worker. Oh. Um, I think. A lot of it has to do with people kind of tend to get panicky and lose their shit when they don't have access to money. So even though ATMs and mobile deposits and all this kind of stuff exists now for people who are trying to, like, deposit paychecks. Um, yeah. And also another thing is, like, in his his geographic location where he works, there's a lot of old people. And old people don't use mobile banking. They don't have apps on their phone. You know, so they, they are like the type of people that go to the bank two, three times a week just to check their balance and make sure nobody stole their money or, you know, <laughs> no, things happened. I used to work at the bank, too, and, and we used to, like, you know, the older crowd would come in and we used to sit there and, like, basically balance their checkbooks, like, make sure that our transactions were the same as theirs. Because then you have people that, like, have power training over them, stuff like that, and they'll steal their money. Who is this, by the way? Oh, Annabelle. Hi. Oh, hi. Hi. Good to talk to you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't recognize anybody's voice, so I'm just kind of, I mean, you know. Now we see why you need the coffee. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. He's he's in that essential crowd, but he also works for a location that's um, an older building that still does that, like, drive-up banking with those vacuum tubes. Oh, those are cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't have any customer interaction. The lobby business is closed, and basically anybody who's coming to get or deposit money has to send it through that tube from a drive-through. And he's there and mostly has supervisory capacity. Like, you know, he has an office that's kind of far away from that drive-through side. And I imagine he's just sitting there all day answering the phone. And you know, in case any of like the people that are working that drive-up, which I think they only have two people, um, have any questions or you know, something comes up with a customer. Other than that, he's kind of like sequestered to his own little room, which brings me a little bit of comfort because, you know, it's like you always worry a little bit when you're you're told to be staying at home and somebody has to go out and has to go yeah. to work. And then, you know, we live in a we live in a community like an area in the high desert up here that's pretty thick with people who don't believe what's going on right now. Like if you look at some of the news groups and some of the things that are going around on like the social media st- the sites up here, they're like, people are like, 
oh, you know, they're only doing this to control us and, you know, um, this virus isn't really as bad as they say it is. So, like, Matt's bank in particular had one customer who went to Mexico and then came in and wanted to access his safety deposit box, like, three times in one week. And they're like, okay, um, maybe you don't need to be coming in here, considering <laughs> you just traveled, like, internationally. Yeah. And, you know, nobody really needs to, off, like, access their safety deposit box three times in one week. Like, that's just excessive, you know what I mean? Yeah. And if you if you know anything about, like, the rules about that, you're not supposed to keep cash in those things anyways. So, yeah, not. So, you know, if it's usually there for, like, important documents or wills or trusts or things you just – you don't want to burn up in a fire at your house or even jewelry. It's just not – you're not supposed to use cash. So it's just weird. Like, this guy comes back from another country and then needs to go right in there and deposit money into his box or whatever the hell he was doing but basically after like the second time they cut him off and they're like yeah you've traveled internationally and they have a series of questions for people who want to come in to access like their boxes and stuff they have to ask them like if you know anybody in their household's been exposed or if anybody's sick or if they've traveled which i think most people just kind of lie it's like they're all those people trying to hide their own zombie bite right (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, just because they feel like they have to get out. I think, honestly, some people in this area look at what are considered essential businesses, and then they just patronize them every day, like the bank and the grocery store, because they feel like we have to get out. And it's it's killing us to stay home. And it's it's pretty stupid, if you ask me. But, you know, yeah, but like you're, you're in that area where you're, you're that area where most most of the people out there, they tend to go out into the into the wilderness anyway right so you have places to go out there you have open space um well i don't want to say most of the people that live out here i mean the younger demographic you know that the people that have like off-road vehicles and stuff yeah you'll see you see them like out on the trails and stuff but i'm speaking more specifically about like in the city you know like Mm -hmm. there's so much traffic still and people are just going to the store so much and you know rather than just getting the things you need for the week i feel like you see the same you know, there's people just going out a lot. Yeah. Have you been going out at all? No, I've made, like, two trips to the grocery store um, in the last, like, three weeks. And then um, I've taken my Jeep out, like, once or twice on trails where, while Matt was at work just because I felt like I was going stir-crazy. And so I haven't really um, – I haven't interacted with anybody. I'm just kind of isolated over here, but – I have gone out of my house a couple of times. I just have done it in a capacity that's really limited my interaction with other people, you know? Yeah. So um, I have the, this uh, game that I wanted to play with you guys. And it's, um, it's, it's called, Who Are You Going to Be Quarantined With? And um, so you, I'm going to tell you who you're going to be quarantined with. And you have to decide whether or not you'll risk um, uh, being quarantined with these people, okay? So, Got it. Um, I'm going to go with David first. So, David, okay. your, your first initial is D. So, uh, you're going to be quarantined with Chewbacca. And what, what, what birth month were you? Uh, are you? July. July. So you're gonna be with Chewbacca and Homer Simpson, and what's your favorite color? Uh, black. Black. 
Shaggy and Scooby. Man. <laughs> Wait, what do you think? Yeah, he's good. I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, it's, I don't know, because they're going to eat all the food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between Homer, Shaggy, and Scooby, I, I, I'm, I'm going to get nothing to eat. <laughs> Uh, don't forget you got Chewbacca too. So I don't, I don't know if Chewbacca is a big eater or not. But uh, yeah, uh, okay, uh, okay. Uh, All that yeah, um, Annabelle. Okay, Annabelle, your first initial is an A, so you're going to be with uh, Trump. Um, and, and when's your when's your birth month? August. August and Baby Yoda. And what's oh. your what's your favorite color? Pink. Pink. And Channing Tatum. So <laughs> Donald Trump. Oh, man. Maybe we'll, we'll tie up Trump and stick him in a closet, <laughs> and then it'll be like the best life ever. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be the best closet ever. <laughs> Believe me. Yeah. Okay, Greg. Oh, uh, I, I know these things. <laughs> I like these things. Okay, Greg. This is, oh, no, is going to be interesting. It'll, it'll be like... Uh, Husband and baby, and uh, Trump will be the pet. So you know, we'll feed him a little time outside. How, how quickly you you and David get divorced after this? Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. This, is, this wasn't a forever thing, but okay. <laughs> okay, Greg. Um, um, you are going to be with first. You're first going to be with OJ Simpson. Look at. <laughs> And and uh, what's your birth month? Is what? It's April. April. Uh, oh, Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> that's no. that's already interesting. He's already he's already investigating OJ. So you might find out. Hell yeah! The actual <laughs> color. Incredible on the cake. <laughs> yeah. And what's your favorite color? Uh, gray. Gray. Wow. Really? Yeah. You're always in like black. That's interesting. Uh, gray. And there's no gray here. Uh, get... <laughs> Do you want me to go to a secondary? Yeah, what's your secondary? secondary color. <laughs> uh, it's going to have to either be blue or black. We're going to go with uh, blue, and it's going to be the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so you're gonna. So Sherlock figures out OJ did it, and the turtles beat him up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like some justice ready. To right. Major. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what 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 do you think? I, I know Donald Trump is not a drinker at all. He doesn't drink. Uh, what do you, what would you think? Um, How do you know this? <laughs> because uh, that was one of like the the uh, major things about him. He, he always, yeah, it's very well known. Yeah, that he's not a drinker and he doesn't drink. He drinks water. Have you seen him drink water? Yes, with two hands every yeah. time. <laughs> and and he brings his face to the water, not the glass to his Sippy face. Cup. Yeah. Sippy cup. <laughs> it's very interesting. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, you're right. What, what do you what do you think Sherlock Holmes? What do you think his drink uh, would be? If I had to guess, I would go with like a brandy. Hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I would go with with gin, uh, mainly because it's you know it he's he's English, 
right? Our, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, that would be the obvious choice, I guess. A London, like a London dry gin or something. Yeah. And what, what do you think the, the Ninja Turtles would uh, drink? Um, nothing alcoholic. Any energy drinks? <laughs> yeah. Some yeah. Mountain, Mountain Dew. Bang Mountain Dew with their pizza. <laughs> Uh, okay, let, let's let's do me really quick. Um, I would be my first initial is an A, so it'd be uh, Donald Trump. I would be with. Uh, ooh, this is cool. I would be with Darth Vader as well. And uh, my favorite evil all around you. Yeah, and and now get this. My favorite color is green, so I would be with Hannibal Lecter as well. Nice. <laughs> Albert, you won't survive. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'll be a delicious course, I'm sure. <laughs> and some major negotiations will happen, you know. <laughs> so there it is. The yeah, court that you can't fall asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there it is. The uh, the the quarantine game uh, play at home. Uh, I'm sure you can uh, find it uh, on the uh, you know the internets and whatnot. A real quick question: do, do you guys still Snapchat? Is that still a thing? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, you know, I'm not a big Snapchatter. I snap <laughs> Snapchat like. Chatter. Yeah, isn't that what it is? A Snapchatter. Uh, anyway, I like I only do it once in the blue moon, like you know. But uh, you know, I get snaps all the time from Nacho, and so that's kind of the yeah. only time. That's like my morning. That's like my uh, the morning routine. Like he's my wake up call. Yeah. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I told him that I, I call it my morning perv. You know, I'm like, man, this is my morning perv. And then the know. good thing about Nacho is he actually he kind of filters the content because I notice when I'm around you guys or if I'm around Marcus or somebody else, we all kind of get Snapchats from um, Nacho throughout the day, but they're different. Like, for example, you know, I'll get something and it's all it's 99 percent of the time. It's like something about a truck or a vehicle or a Jeep or some some just kind of like obscure vehicle on the road or something just, you know, that caught his attention or whatever. And then Marcus will get a Snapchat from him and I'll look over and it's like a naked woman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so it's not like he's just like blanket snapping everybody the same shit like he's actually managing the content <laughs> he knows who his clientele is yeah he knows who his audience is you know what i mean so it's like oh okay so so greg i have i have a question um we've talked to all the bartenders we've talked to you know employees and things like that as the owner how is all this for you, like with everything that's going on as the actual business owner, you know, you with people under you, like what's your take on everything? How are you coping with everything, you know, dealing with it and, you know? So for me, I would say this, it's a real mixed bag. I mean, from, from the start of this thing in March till now, my outlook has changed quite a bit. My attitude has changed a lot. Um, you know, obviously we're just kind of, I'm kind of rolling with it and going with it, taking the punches as they come. Um, it's not something that I've ever had to deal with before. It's not something I ever thought I would have to deal with for that matter. So, 
Um, it's interesting. I mean, from we were the, one of the first industries affected by this. So our business has been closed since March 9th. You know, we've already got a month down. And yeah. um, I would say the and first they, initial – Yes, I think the um, first first initial shock for me was just like, whoa, this has never happened before. So, you know, it's unprecedented. And, and so it, it draws a lot of fear because there's some confusion there and there's a lot of uncertainty around like, okay, what happens? Like, what, what you know, do people get paid or do we have, I mean, you know, you just, you just have to stop and think about it for a second. All the Things that have never. One of those, like, it's not, um, it's not covered in the insurance, so what do we do now, right? There's definitely no, uh, policy for this in place. Let's just say that, yeah. Um, when it comes to, like, how to operate a business or, you know, what kind of decisions you're going to be forced to make. So the start of this thing had me a little bit in a panic because I thought, shit, what are we going to do? Um, you know, followed by a sense of, Okay, this is this is something that we just have to do for the greater good to get everybody through this. Followed by, you know, this is going to be fine. It'll work itself out. You know, people are going to die, but unfortunately, this is the reality that we're dealing with. Things will return to some kind of normal pretty soon. To truthfully waking up in the morning to just saying. I don't give a fuck <laughs> because, you know, there's really nothing I can do. I mean, there was a point at the beginning of this that my attitude on it would change throughout the day. I'd wake up feeling super optimistic about things and like, oh, I'm home and, you know, I've got things I need to do. And, you know, of course, I'm thinking about work and the bar and, and my staff and things like that. But, you know, I start out just in a place of looking at it optimistically and, and making the best of it. And then cut to four hours later, I'm like, fuck this shit. This is crazy. How do they expect us to live like this? And what are we going to do? And then, you know, a couple hours later back to, well, nothing like no choice to make you feel right at home. So um, I've gone through a lot of different feeling and emotion with it. And most of my stress, to be honest with you, is dealing is um, worrying about the people who work for me and how they're doing and what's going to happen with them. Um, it's, it's crazy, you know, and for me, I'm right now, currently where I'm at is just a, a place of not letting things that I have no control over bother me because, you know, I'm, I don't want to stress out unnecessarily. And to be honest with you, like, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit frustrated. I'm kind of angry about a couple things. Um, but there's literally nothing I can do except for to do my part. And, you know, try to stay out of this and, and let it let it run its course. Because other than that, you know, there's just, I don't know, there's just a lot of, there's just too much time to sit around and think about it and go from one end of the spectrum to the other, I guess. And so now I'm really just trying to lay back and take it easy and really just roll with it. You know, the news changes daily. We don't really know exactly what to expect going forward. But I think that everything's going to work out okay. Um, I think that everybody's going to spend a lot of time recovering from this, especially financially. But I'm confident, especially in an industry like ours, that once things do settle down and kind of go back to normal, that we'll pick up where we left off and we'll resume, you know, with some really good momentum behind us, which, you know, that's all I could really ask for. That's all I could really hope for at this time. 
Yeah, because you still have a you still have a a solid clientele that's itching to get back, and you know the that family feel that everybody has with all the regulars and all people who see each other. You know, it's gonna be very cheerful to begin with. But um, do you see any changes like you would try to implement or try to think about? You know, well. Yes and no. I mean, of course, right off the bat, my initial response is to say, like, I just want to get back to normal as quick as possible and and to what we were like before. But at the same time, it's not going to be like it was before. And this is kind of like something we need to, I think, accept as a new normal. For example, like, you know, as a bartender, when people come in, the first thing everybody does is shake your hand. Yeah. It's just like the standard greeting, you know, and it's like I think that people are going to start thinking twice about, you know, how much physical contact we have people out in, out in public for a while. I think people are going to kind of move back from some of those some of those little activities like just walking up and hugging people and things like that until, you know, we can get a, get a better grasp on how things like this will affect us in the future. And I'm certainly hoping that this will inspire more people to just wash their fucking hands. <laughs> I mean, literally, you know what I mean? Just wash yeah. your damn hands. And, you know, this would eliminate a lot of the shit we're going through right now because it's like, I mean, obviously there's going to be things that come up, you know. Um, if you if you want to get down to it, I mean, we wouldn't see some of the stuff we see if people didn't travel so much, but that's a reality in our in our society. People fly, visit other countries, vacation, work, and we're exposed to a lot of stuff that maybe, you know, our bodies wouldn't normally be used to getting, and who knows? I just think that, you know, as, as a society, like when this all uh, settles down a little bit, people are going to have to, you know, accept a new normal, and that's going to be maybe just keeping a little distance from people and not sneezing all over your hands and maybe, you know, thinking of just about washing a little bit more. I mean, Jesus, people are so filthy, you know, and as a, that's another thing. As a person who works with the public in a bar, you know, you see how many times people will, like, walk in, go use the restroom, and walk out so quickly. And I'm like, you know there's no way these people are washing their hands. If they're getting in and out like that fast, it's just, it just kind of grosses you out. And I think that even if you have to shame it into people, like people just have to have better hygiene standards, you know? You know what's yeah. weird too is like usually when I'm in the, in the restroom and somebody comes in and, uh, you know, they, they take either the urinal or whatever's not being taken or occupied, you know, and then they leave like right out. I'm just like, dude, you know, like what the hell? You know, because I'm in there washing my hands or I make it a, a, you know, I show them like, look, dude, like I'm washing my hands. And I always say, hey, do you want me to leave the water on for you? Or, you know, and they're just like, no, it's cool. And then they just leave. And then, uh, you know, I dry my hands and then I use the paper towel and dry off the uh, the handle. And then I open the door and then throw the, the, the trash can or throw it away in the trash can. So it, it's, it's you know, not that I try to shame them, but I, I at least try to like show them like, hey, dude, like let's. You try to encourage better behaviors, yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? Another thing that I think we have to be more vigilant about is we have to be able to discriminate against people who are sick. And I don't. I maybe discriminate is not the right word. Like if you show up to a a bar setting, especially a closed, like a close quarters bar, like the Cove, you know, 
and you walk in and you sound like you have the flu, like, we should just have no shame in turning around and saying, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? Like, why would you even think it's okay to bring that shit in here right now? And it, no, I don't even want to say right now, ever, in general. I mean, how many times have you been sitting at the bar and somebody walks in and they sound like they're, you know, too, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to identify no, I know, anybody I, specifically or anything like that, but we have people who are habitual, like, offenders of this. You know, it's like they come to the bar all the time, every day. And of course, as a business person, I appreciate that kind of customer loyalty. My bartenders, of course, appreciate, you know, the day-to-day love when it comes to, like, customer support, gratuity, all that stuff. But when you walk in and it sounds like you have pneumonia or the flu and you're dying, like, just sitting there coughing all over the place, like, we have to just be in a better place to say, look, dude, you're out of order right now and you need to get your ass out of here. Like, seriously, there's no reason why you should feel comfortable bringing illness of any type into a place like that, you know? You're right. And another thing, too, though, is people coming to work sick because a lot of places do not have sick days. Absolutely. You you know, like at my job, it's it's a 100 percent, you know, pay for play. You know, they're like you, you, you come in and if you don't work, you don't get your hours and you don't get paid. And, right. You know, like me, I need the money, so I'm like, well, of course I'm gonna I'm gonna go in and and I'll power through. Even when I was working at at the uh, at the cafe, you know, and it was uh, during flu season, and I would get sick, I would still come in, and everyone's like, oh my god, you're so amazing for coming in, thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm just like dying, you know. But I think that's something that needs to be addressed too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you can't work sick. I mean, you can, you can get through it, but it just delays the whole cycle. Inevitably, you're going to give it to somebody else. They're going to give it to somebody else. Sometimes it just comes back around and you get end up getting sick again. And it's just like, yeah. wow, it's, it's something that could easily be stopped by just staying home and using a day off or two days off to get over what you've got, you know? It's really 14 days. I, I think that is a really, great measurement because if you really self-quarantine for at least 14 days it'll pass through and you're kind of really making sure that no one else is getting this and it won't travel back to you right and and that's a that's in a best case scenario i think because your average person is not going to take 14 days off for a cough or cold you know what i mean like you're going to try and take off two days where you feel the worst or you might be the most contagious you know, and and rationalize the rest and do your car payment and your rent expense. No, I mean, like, for me, I've worked in, in office environments for 20 years, and, you know, when somebody gets sick in an office, chances are you're going to catch it because you're in such close proximity, like, ultimately being in, an air, in like, an airplane with somebody. Like, it's yeah. going to get spread because people are, like, like they rather use their sick days to go do whatever they want. <laughs> like, oh, I'm, it's like a ditch day. You know, it's like a free ditch day that people would rather go to sick, uh, to work sick. And yeah, nobody uses their sick know, time when they're sick. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. Are but, you? but I think, I think now more than ever with the idea that, you know, with everything's going on, I don't think people could really blame you if you said, you know what, right now we have the right to refuse service. We're just going to ask you not to, be in here when you're sneezing because there was a a day that we were that I walked into the bar and I was talking with Marcus 
and somebody's like sitting at the bar and they're over by the like the the fruits and stuff and they're just coughing and sneezing up a storm like why are you here that's right like, i mean and i know i don't obviously I'm, i won't name any names here but i i know who you're talking about and it's kind of the reason why i referenced that it's like you just got to know better and if anybody saw that really hilarious news um that news story that was on locally for us about the strip club that stayed open during the shutdown, yeah. they were supposed to close yeah. and they had like hidden video and all this, you know, surveillance from the parking lot and the, the bouncers were using um, infrared thermometers to basically take the temperature of the customers that were coming in just to make sure nobody was walking in with a fever. And it just gave me such a laugh. I mean, I was cracking my ass up, but at, at the same point, I mean, obviously they were supposed to be closed and they were not in compliance with the LA County order, but at the same time, I was thinking, man, that's a great preventative pre-screener right there. If you, if you, I mean, it sounds funny to even say this, but if you take someone's temperature and they're running hot, you know, it's like a great reason to say, hey, look, right now you just, you're, you're displaying some symptoms and, you know, maybe it's not a great time for you to come in. Do you, do you think you would ever implement something like that at the Cove for a while? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's hard for me to say what normal is for right now. You know, that could be something that everybody does going forward. But I could imagine how much more people would, like, look at David crazy if he tried to point that thing at their forehead <laughs> before they walked in. <laughs> well, unless... You're racist. No, you have a temperature. <laughs> no, you're feverish. <laughs> yeah. You know, I I do think though that that might be actually addressed as um we get back to opening up the cities and the restaurants and bars. I think that actually might, you know, if I was a mayor, I would actually implement that until we had a vaccine. Uh just I would make all businesses be accountable and actually take everybody's temperature to get in. I agree. I, I mean, I think it's a little bit invasive, but at the same time, when you look at what we're dealing with, I think it's uh, I think it's okay. I'd be okay with it. I'm 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 okay with at least the the idea of the the more using the right to refuse service, like because like I said, without the vaccine, there's still the opportunity that it lingers and it's out and about. So we still have to be very precautious in regards to you know how we deal with people, treat people, all this. You know, because there's still a lot of people who can't recover from it. There's still a lot of people, you know, that are don't have the capability of fighting this off. And, you know, I, I too would be, to be right. I, too, would be very wary, though, of people that say I only do my temperature rectally. <laughs> I would be like, well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> the infrared doesn't infrared that. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. <laughs> They're looking at that infrared thing like this is a bunch of new age hooey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, very cool. <sighs> yeah. That, that, so that's what's going on. Has, has anyone uh, other than the bartenders um, got in contact with you just to check up on you to see uh, how you're doing, Greg? Uh, yeah, actually, um, there's been a lot of support in that aspect. Um, as far as the bartenders go, we are like in contact daily. 
um, which is really good because it keeps us all feeling connected to each other since we are used to seeing each other every day anyways. Um, there's been a lot of Skype and Zoom um, conferencing between us, and I think that that's something that's really cool to take advantage of because, you know, it just allows us to gather together and talk and have the banter that we're used to having. And for me, that's kind of kept me feeling connected to everybody still, even though I know we're all really far apart right now. Um, one thing about me I noticed in this quarantine that has not – like, I thought for sure I was going to be so much better about, like, follow-through and communicating and just being better at responding, basically, to people's um, – texts and emails and stuff and let me just tell you like i have failed miserably <laughs> about that. i mean somebody somebody could literally text me on monday and then wednesday i'm I'm responding and i'm like i can't even say like oh my god i was so busy i couldn't get back to you because i'm not i'm just like a really horrible person when it comes to communicating via text or email you know what i mean like if you don't call my ass, like sometimes there's just a possibility you won't hear back from me for a day or so. And, you know, I'm really good about eventually getting back to somebody. And especially if it's important, you know, I do prioritize. But for some reason, I figured with all this extra time on my hand, like I would be answering the calls and answering the messages and replying to the emails. And I am just fucking horrible. I am really bad. Is that because go to show how lucky we are? Yeah. <laughs> It's, and then here's my other thing that I prefer, I've tried to be really clear about. If somebody sends me a group message, I assume the other person's answering. <laughs> so, you know, I, I basically just kind of back out of that, like, yeah, they'll handle it. You know what I mean? And then obviously it probably never gets handled, but I'm like, you gave us options, you know? I don't know. <laughs> so that's that's one thing about this that's, you know, I thought I would improve a lot, uh, and I've I've actually gone backwards. I've gotten worse, and, like, I don't know. I also feel, like, as healthy as I'm trying to be right now, like, vitamins and and my diet, and, you know, I haven't eaten out since this whole thing, which has been cool because I feel like I haven't had heartburn in a while and, you know, just, like, better quality food instead of, like, fast food or anything like that. But one thing uh, about the quarantine is also feeling like it's just the devil. Like, it's on my shoulder. It wants to inspire bad habits. Like, you know, I see all these people, like, 10 minutes a day, they're doing these exercise and push-up challenges. And all the quarantine really has made me want to do is smoke cigarettes and drink for net. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't been a cigarette smoker for, like, six years and the other day I was talking on the phone with Marcus and he said something to that effect. Like, I feel like drinking. Oh, I was when they extended the order to May 15th. He was like, I feel like smoking cigs and drinking for net. <laughs> like, it's funny that you say that. Like, I'm not even a smoker, but all I can think about doing is going outside and smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. This thing's, this thing has the potential to inspire bad habits, I guess. Are, are you doing anything with the time? that is uh, productive as far as, I mean, there you have essentially the Cove playset. So I would figure during this time, you would be inspired to uh, making uh, other drinks and coming up with concoctions. So that's another thing that kind of, you know, uh, 
went through my mind at the beginning of this was like, oh, I'll use the downtime for this or that. Yeah, that hasn't happened either. Um, <laughs> there's been there's been some things that I've kind of worked on, um, but it's been more in terms of concept versus like creation of recipes or anything like that. You know what I mean? And so um, I don't know. I guess they're all kind of equally as important in the grand scheme of things, but definitely not. Um, I think that most of my like my creativity comes from being at the bar, like seeing the flow of business, the day to day movements, what people are doing, what people are drinking, you know, playing off the other bartenders is also another thing. So I don't know. I don't necessarily feel like I'm at my most creative when I'm home, especially because I don't have um, all the access to the things I would over there. And so, you know, that's, that's been another point of just like, like, sheer disappointment because i'm like honestly we probably could have cranked out a new menu or we you know we might possibly still be able to do that but i don't know i'm just i go aware things so many times i mean like there's never been a time where i've been able to come up with a drink and then we put it out within a week there's always been so much tweaking and refining and naming and how we do it and you know the process and so I don't know. I mean, I, I'd like to say that obviously there's more time left ahead of us in this thing, and maybe that'll be something that I can do. But um, as of now, there's really nothing. There's nothing in the pipeline, let's just say. Gotcha. Have your dogs been happy or surprised at your home all the time? <laughs> the dogs absolutely love quarantine. Like They think this is the best <laughs> thing that ever happened in their lives because nobody's <laughs> leaving. I hate it. They're just sitting here looking at me like, oh, they're in heaven. They're in heaven all day long with this. So for me to try not to, like, stray too far off their normal daily routine, because when I do go back to work, I don't want this to be, like, a shock to them. Like, they, like I ditched them in the backyard or something. So I'm staying, like, I'm staying on a routine with them. Like, I get up in the morning and feed them, and then I, I send them outside, and they stay in the backyard for hours a day just because, you know, I want them to stay on a routine. They have a huge doghouse, and there's a lot there's a lot of space out there for them. So I want them to kind of stay on that, so that when it comes time for me to go back to work, they're not feeling like we abandoned them or just took off or whatever. But it's hard because like all your daily routines change. Like normally, I would get up in the morning, have breakfast, get the dogs fed, and then get to work. And now it's like I get up, I do the dogs, I look over the fish tank. I My thing now is, like, I open everything up in my house. Like, we have 17 windows in our house. I just open every single one of them, let in, like, fresh air, let in all the light from outside. We have this really cool um, speaker system in our house, like, that does – it's wireless, and it's broadcasted, like, in every room in the house. And so I can listen to, like, Howard Stern or whatever music I'm listening to, and it kind of carries out throughout the whole house. That's and cool. I, I, yeah, it's that Sonos system that um, Gary was talking about. I ended up buying it, and it's really, really, <laughs> really cool. And um, anyways, it plays throughout the whole house, so it, I get a lot done. Like, now I'm spending more time, like, cleaning and just picking up around here. We have to let go of our housekeeper's. Because, you know, we, Matt didn't feel comfortable having people come in or out of the house. And yeah. it really sucks because I'm, I'm cool with, like, picking up and doing that kind of stuff. But it's kind of – it's weird because it's like now – I'm used to working nine hours a day or more plus a drive. 
And now it's like I'm at home all day, and then Matt comes home from work, and I've been home cleaning the house, and I'm just like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, okay. So it's definitely like, I don't want to say role reversal, but it's, you know, it's weird. It's hard to get used to this. Because you know what, the part of it is you don't want to get used to it because you know that you have you you're gonna go back to what it was before. So if you're it's like it's like you break all your habits just to have to break your new habits. Yes, yes, exactly. You know, I'm enjoying my new habits. I, I you know, I'm the only <laughs> one that doesn't want this quarantine to end. <laughs> I'm loving it. No, he's just enjoying his new habits too. No, I'm like I'm tr- I'm, I'm over here like I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> um, speaking of drinking a lot, um, you, your guys's uh, Instagram is always on point. Like I, I, I would figure, like after or during this quarantine, that you guys wouldn't have any. Uh, anything to post about but dude at least every day there's something being posted and there's always like another new video that has been a really cool way to uh, remind everybody that we that there's still a bar it's still cool and uh, I just wanted to commend you for that as well well thank you yeah that's um, something that we had to decide at the beginning of the month or I'm sorry, at the end of March, um, what was going to be like our game plan for that? Were we going to like cease operations or were we going to, you know, keep posting? Obviously we didn't want to gather together to do like tapings and, and we had some stuff on the schedule that was really cool. So it was unfortunate the timing of all this because there were some things that we were planning to do that we hadn't done in a long time. And, you know, there was some stuff that we were planning on, like unveiling that was really exciting and everything's just kind of on the back burner right now. But with all this downtime, obviously we have to spend, you know, a little, we have to spend a little bit of our time keeping an online presence because there's a lot of people that like to interact with us. And that's been really flattering for me as like somebody who operates the page to have um, so many messages coming from customers, just wishing us well. And, um, you know, uh, checking in on us and seeing how we're doing. And then also, like, the vendors have kind of done the same thing. You know, they're reaching out. Even though we're not ordering alcohol through any of our distributors right now, they're still making sure that they know or that we know that they're here for us if we do need anything, you know. And there's a lot of support there, and we're just trying to make it as normal as we can, I guess. But... You know, we're, we're planning on keeping our social media platform going. And we, we've got enough content that we can kind of, you know, change things around a little bit or highlight things in a different way than we did the first time. Also, there are, there are opportunities for us to get together, you know, one or two people to, to do new tapings and stuff like that. It's just, we've kind of put everything on the back burner because, we didn't want to go out this last week, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're making the best of the stuff that we have. And uh, it's been really cool. Like so there's been customers reaching out to me just in, in, in jest, I guess, but it's really flattering for somebody to say, please just, I know we can't gather, but can you just go open the bar for me? 
Yeah, like I'll do anything. I'll sit back at that table and just make the drinks, please, God, you know. And and that kind of stuff has been really cool. Um, we had um, one of our customers who's close with one or two of the bartenders actually um, offer like huge financial assistance, which was amazing. You know, like we had a customer like basically mail checks. And that was really, really something that blew my mind. I mean, I know it was so generous and it was just like something that nobody expected that the recipients of that were actually calling me, asking me, what do I do? Because this is more than, you know, I would have received in like a paycheck and somebody just sent me this check and I'm like, I have to cash it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's, there's I mean, no pride involved in this right now. It's, you know, this person wouldn't have done what they did if they were not in a position to help you out and not put themselves in peril. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's crazy. And, you know, it's flattering and it's um, humbling. And like I said, it's just really nice to see all the support there from from the followers on the page, the customers, the distributors. Everybody's been there for us. Um, which is cool. It feels very reciprocal because as bartenders and as a bar owner, that's what we do. I mean, we're there for people year round and we're, we're there for people at their best times. We're there for them at their worst times. And so it's really been a nice turnaround to actually have people come to us and say, Hey, do you need anything? Or is there anything I can do? Can we help you out? You know, when can you open? Can I come in by myself? Like all the little messages we get are, are you know they're thoughtful they're inspiring so i'm enjoying that as much um as much as i can you know making the best out of it and you two are are reciprocating as well uh i know you're part of that uh save our service industry uh group on the gofundme where if somebody donates ten dollars or more um and they show the receipt you're actually giving them two well drinks uh, from the cove. So that's so basically cool. what we're doing is we're incentivizing um, people to make donations to the GoFundMe that supports the service industry in our area that's kind of local. Um, I'm not exactly sure where we're at with that campaign because I'm not running that donation. It's it's something that we're collaborating. We're participating. If, <laughs> if I make the donation, does David get the drink? <laughs> it's transferable, yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Seen as you are married. <laughs> Two for one. So, so yeah, um, that's something that we, I mean, we'll, we're doing everything that we can, you know what I mean? Like, we're in a position where we want to see everybody come out of this. We're not in a position where we have unlimited, you know, financial resources, but at this point, um, everybody's still getting paid at the bar. So I know that's taking some of the pressure off the staff, even yeah. though by paying them, you know, all their wages, they're still taking probably a third, taking home only a third of what they would normally make. Um, it's something. At this point, you know, everything helps. Everything helps. So I think it's just a matter of weathering the storm. We'll get through it. We'll be back. Um, you know, the bar's in a position where we can hunker down and, and just weather this for a while. You know, we're, we're trying to do everything we can to have something great so that when we reopen, 
it's it's not just the same old same old you know it's like we're happy to be back and everybody's happy to be back together but we also you know how we do it we always want to step it up a little bit we want to offer something new whether it be um you know new menu options cocktail ideas it could be new decor it could be new anything when we get back but we're still pushing have you ever thought about uh you know when we reopen offering like the cove cocktail vaccine you know what i mean like you make a shot (laughs) call it a vaccine or something like that um you know nothing's out of the realm of impossible right now let's just say that i never thought that they would put us in a spot where they would um legally allow us to sell distilled spirits to go oh is are you doing that so we are not participating in that right now and it's kind of a it's kind of a weird okay so here's how the technicalities will break down on that it's more geared towards restaurant bars people who are doing to-go food service are allowed to do uh batched or mixed cocktails to go as part of that order and it, i think it's extremely beneficial for restaurants i mean for example like if you're a bar and grill that normally has you know let's say you have a daily customer like our kathy and daryl for example they come in every day you know they have two three beers a piece and they both order a steak sandwich you know you're used to having like a 40 dollar net ticket with that couple right well then your restaurant is shut down and you're you're at a to-go capacity only people come in now and they order two sandwiches and they're only ended up spending you know 15 20 bucks your ticket your net ticket per client is taking a beating obviously for you being closed so the abc comes in and says let's let them sell cocktails to go which you know essentially can add another 20 dollars to each ticket net by throwing in two drinks as part of the meal package. You know, it's helping restaurants not have loss when it comes to product, and it's helping them increase their average sale, which is great. Um, Then you have bars like us, on the other hand, that do not serve food. Um, We are not allowed to sell mixed cocktails. We cannot do, like, Old Fashions or Manhattans and then bottle them to go because they were – basically saying that that was in part with a food, I don't know, it's basically part of food service. So for bars with our license type that don't serve food, the only thing they're allowing us to do is sell whole bottles of distilled spirits or bottles of beer. So um, looking at what the cost would be for us in terms of like, I mean, everybody's getting paid anyways. Right. But personally, I thought to myself, do we send myself and one bartender down there to open to sell bottles i mean even if we sell 10 or 15 bottles a day and generate you know several hundred dollars it's still a drop in the bucket in comparison to what we would normally make in terms of sales in a day and and we're also exposing ourselves you know what i mean so yeah kind of felt like the better option was to just bolt it up and and you know stay down for a while and the products that we sell don't spoil. They don't go bad. You know what I mean? So, like, all the whiskey <laughs> we have on our shelves is going to be good for as long as it takes. We're not yeah. losing money in inventory. We're just not generating any revenue. Um, it's hurting us because we still have bills that are coming due. We still have lease expense. And then, you know, biggest of all, we have payroll. But I just don't think that the risks or the rewards will outweigh the risks in the in the sense of, hey, let's just go down there and open up. Even if we went down there and just sold our single barrel, like 
our our maker's mark and our weller. I'm sure we could sell ten plus bottles a day. We oh, yeah. could do seven, eight hundred dollars in liquor sales, you know, twice a week. But my my biggest concern is that at that point we have to stand there and talk to people and tell them what's going on. People don't want to just walk up and grab a bottle and go. Right. They want to stand yeah. there and talk and, Hey, how's this affecting you? And what's going on? Have you seen everybody? And how's everybody doing? And when will you be back? And then my biggest fear is having to enforce like, okay, it's a, it's a sealed bottle. Now you need to take it and leave. Like my biggest fear would be that people would attempt to like drink on premise or in the parking lot or, you know what I mean? Like, you know how people love to gather. So it's just like, even if I set a table out in front of the bar and said this is for sale to go only, I still feel like there would be people hanging out in front. You know? Yeah. No, hey, you know, you know me. I, I'll go kick everybody out. <laughs> right, right. So I just kind of strayed away from that right now. And then the other thing is, is that I'm thinking of, okay, I have eight bartenders, right, or seven bartenders. Well, who gets to go down there and work? And you know, how do I choose? Out of all the people that are clamoring to get back to work, who gets to be the lucky one to go to work? You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. don't know. It just feels weird. Right. Well, lucky you have seven, so one a day. You know what I mean? You can always do, like, one a day. Okay, pick a day, and that's what day you get. Yeah. I think, to be honest with you, like, everybody is so stressed out about money and, and how they are going to catch up from this. But at the same time, I think everybody's really happy to be in a place where they can stay home and just avoid contact with as many people as possible right now. Well, I, I, I said it like when being home, everybody's going to be like, man, I want to be out and about. But like when we go back to norm and it's traffic and, you know, dealing with people, it's like, man, I wish I was quarantined right now. <laughs> yeah. It's such a state of mind. To say, hey, Greg, you're going to, if they would have told me on March 9th, you're going to be off for two weeks and you can't go anywhere. You'll be stuck at home. But, you know, on the 24th or whatever, you'll be back. That would have been no issue. But when they send you home and say, you'll probably be back April 30th. And you know all the well, all the while that that's going to get extended. You know, that, yeah. that's, I think, where the stir crazy comes from. Because it's like you're telling yourself, okay, I've only got to make it like two more weeks. And we can resume, and then they say, "Ah, hey, here's another four weeks for you." You know, it's yeah, it's the not knowing because we went we went from April 30th now to May 15th, and I can right. damn sure say that May 15th they're going to say the end of the end of May. So maybe the beginning of June, everything kind of goes like, okay, we kind of get back to norm, and it's like we like we said earlier, it's like there is no norm. It's like, hey, right. hi from a distance, you stay over there, you know. Right, right. It's crazy. And and I know people are so excited to get back to what they normally do every day and try to put this behind us. But, you know, I think it's important that we take it seriously. You know, there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of politicizing on this thing. But I, I think that people are now besides politics are just getting down to the point where they want to make a decision to go back to work for the sake of money. And let's just take our chances, you know, and I, I just kind of feel like that's reckless right now. Because we don't know the full impact. Well, okay, so my perspective is that I've been working from home since this all started. I'm like, I kind of don't want to go back to the office. (laughs) (laughs) I get so much more shit done at home. (laughs) This is true. (laughs) Now, uh, we have been doing uh, this one thing every week with uh, all of our guests, which is a quarantine etiquette. 
And uh, do you have a quarantine etiquette, uh, David? I'll, I'll start with you uh, or Annabelle. My quarantine etiquette for the day. Um, you know what? It's they put them the the wearing the masks into play. Like we went to the store yesterday, and um, every almost everybody. I mean, pretty much. I think there was only one person who wasn't wearing a mask. It's. If we're going to follow it, everybody should follow it. I mean, if you're going to, if you, you, if they're telling us that you, they're like, they initiated wearing masks out, that means something. They don't, they don't just do that just because they didn't do it before. So that means that it's prob- probably spread more easily verbally and like in the air. So please wear your mask, you know, and if there, if you're a store or a restaurant or anything that's like still open, Make sure that you implement the fact that, like, you shouldn't be entering the store, uh, especially supermarkets, if you're not wearing a mask. I mean, there's a lot of food, a lot of produce, a lot of people around you. You know, you try to keep your, your distance, but, you know, you have to pass somebody in the aisle. Wear your mask. Nobody is exempt from the virus, and that's that's the, like, last thing I'll probably say because I'm going to have to get going pretty soon. But in in the area that I live in, people are fighting to the death over church gatherings. Everybody wants to go to church and put, you know, all 75 or 80 people in the congregation in that one room together. And, you know, they're, they're just convinced in their mind that they're immune to this because, you know, they're going to church and God will protect them from this and blah, 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 blah. So my thing is, Anybody who tries to do that and anybody who insists on gathering and doing things like that because of their constitutional fucking rights for religious purposes, I say this. Any of those people that choose to gather should be documented. Like, okay, we've got this group of 80 people. We need to take license, not license plates, I'm sorry, IDs, so that we know who who willfully defied the order. So that when they get COVID-19... We can say, I'm sorry, but we don't have a hospital bed available for you. You are not allowed to go to the hospital, but we will, however, give you a ride back to the church so that you can pray away all the symptoms <laughs> and, and, you know, seek your higher power at that point. Because we told you with all the science backed information that we have to stay your ass home, you still willfully defied. And for that, you know, we're just going to prescribe you a little bit of your own medicine, the, the church. You go back and you pray like you've never prayed before for your lungs to clear up, for oxygen to enter your blood, and for everything to go back to normal, you know, because that's just that's just where I stand yeah. on it. I think um, people are using this as an excuse, and, you know, it doesn't discriminate. I'm not afraid that I'm going to die. I certainly hope I don't. I'm not sitting here in my house thinking if I go outside, I'm going to get it. I'm going to die. As far as I'm concerned, I probably already had it. You know what I mean? There's been times in the last like six months where we've all been very, very sick at one point or another because of our contact with either sick customers or just the public that we encounter every day. And, you know, for me, I can speak on only myself. I tend to recover from things really quick. Like if I get a cough or cold, it's usually like a, a two-day thing for me. I've never been down for more than three or four days with any particular illness. So, you know, I'm not living in, like, total fear, but I'm also not a complete fucking idiot either when, you know, 
people say people with medical backgrounds and you know people who are educated in virus and you know things like this things of this nature i tend to go with them you know i, I believe the science of it versus trying to go to church and pray it away you know Gotcha. Lastly, Greg, before we let you go, and I know you have to go, uh, for those that are listening and uh, haven't contact you, contacted you, whether they don't have your number or whatnot, what would you like to say to those people? Don't contact me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, everybody uh, who wants to talk about something or has something that they want to reach out to me about can obviously reach out through any of the Cobes um, social media platforms, whether it's Facebook or Instagram. Um, also, uh, my email is public, greg at covecocktailbar.com. If anybody has anything that they want to, you know, get in touch with me about or has any inquiries about the bartenders or wants to get in touch with them, you can obviously reach out. And um, I, I will do my best to reply to those in a timely manner. Um, <laughs> But other than that, yeah, I'm going to be here at home doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So, Okay. Thank you so much, Greg, for uh, coming on the show. We really appreciate it. And um, uh, thank you for everything that you do. And for uh, for me and all the bartenders, just uh, thank you for just being supportive of us during this time. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Good to hear from you guys. Have a great Easter. Right. And uh, hopefully I will see you guys all very soon. Okay, thank you. Hopefully. All right. All right. Bye. See you guys. That was Greg motherfucking Carlos in the house right here on Drinks <laughs> Towards By. Uh, very excited. Uh, we didn't get to finish the quarantine etiquette because uh, I know Greg had it, had to go, so we just kind of wrapped it up uh, with him. But Annabelle, did you – which, by the way, his quarantine etiquette, if you didn't catch that – was uh, stay away from large gatherings and essentially listen to the doctors about this. Uh, Annabelle, did you have a quarantine etiquette? Mine is more for, like, the teenage crowd. So, like, my son's girlfriend was like, oh, I just got a tattoo, like, two weeks ago. And I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, why would you expose yourself? And then you have, like, an open wound on your body. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's just... The mentality of kids right now, like, can we stop? Can we, like, parents, can you control your kids and not let them go out to do stupid shit like that? Uh, no. Sorry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> That's on the parents, man. You know? Um, that, that... It is. It is entirely on the My thing is, like, why is the tattoo shop still open? And was it a tattoo shop? Did they just go and get, like, some backyard in the garage tattoo? Well, I mean, it's the same concept of you getting your hair cut. Yeah, I went to the guy's house, but a haircut's a huge difference for him than a tattoo. So the person at the parlor is doing it at home. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, yeah, because this is a teenager. They have to have somebody. Technically, they should have parental guidance. So a legal guardian had to have been with this person. So, I mean, that, that falls on several people. I mean. That also falls back on my face mask question, like, how are you going to check IDs? This is a very prime time for underage drinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start picking up some bottles right now because I, like, oh, I don't want to take off my mask. <laughs> uh, my quarantine etiquette is uh, going to be to um, 
you know, you have all this time. This is what I did the other day is consolidation, consolidation, consolidation. I went into my quote unquote pantry and man, I was able to just uh, do so much and make so much more room in my pantry and get rid of so many uh, uh, boxes that I had and just, uh, but, and, and by the way, side note, break down your boxes, people. <laughs> that's, yeah. another, that's another quarantine etiquette. It's taking up so much uh, trash uh, space. So, you know, yeah. that that's uh, one of those too. So, but I, I was able to just make so much more room and uh, make my kind of um, my little kitchen space more accessible. Yeah, we always break down our boxes anyways. <laughs> For the same purpose, like the trash. We don't need a huge pile. <laughs> yeah. Uh, David, um, are, you, are you guys hiding any uh, Easter eggs or anything like that today? No, my kids are at their dad's this year, so no Easter eggs. And plus, uh, teenagers don't really like to find Easter eggs. So I, uh, I zelled my kids some cash, and I zelled his some cash. Yeah. <laughs> we kind of, we kind of just gave, we just gave him the prize. Here's your, here's your egg. <laughs> you know, um, you know, it's. I know, I know some some people with the younger kids. We have older kids, so it it really isn't a a thing for us. Um, I know for younger kids, people are so trying to do it at home and stuff like that. Um, but no, I mean, I'm not a big. Easter bus, so to speak. So, I mean, for me, it's just a Sunday. You know what I mean? What always blew my mind as a kid was that um, cash egg. And they always hid it in my grandma's uh, wheelchair. And every year, (laughs) it blew my mind. Like, really? It was there? Like, (laughs) her? Really? Really? <laughs> Always blew my mind, you know, and I never, I was, I never caught on, you know. I was just like, really again. So uh, that always, yeah, that always kind of blew my mind. Uh, well, I guess our version was to send the golden eggs to all the children. <laughs> yeah, uh, anybody? I, I'm actually, I'm, I'm, I actually kind of wanted to go to the store tomorrow because all the candy's going to be like fucking fifty percent off. So that's where I was like, I'm going to get all the, all this Easter candy and stuff. Like that's when I'm like, all right, now I'm set. I mean, and there should be such an influx of Easter candy because I mean, there's, I mean, yeah, people are still celebrating, but they're not celebrating usually. Like I go to my sisters or my moms, and and usually there's a a huge stash of just everything. But because that's not happening, I I I, I want to say I'm not sure. Don't quote me on this, but I want to feel that like Easter sales are kind of down. Yeah, I would I would wholeheartedly believe that Easter sales are down. Well, we went to the store yesterday, and I saw some people picking up some, like, Easter stuff. So I'm sure it's not the same. It's not like you're providing for, like, 12 children. You're just taking care of your own, you know? But then also, who knows? Because those families, those kids that can't gather, they might be, like, just buying extra to make it a point, like, that their children don't miss out. No, nobody's buying extra right now. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We're all on fixed incomes, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, people are still making, you know, confetti eggs and stuff like that. People, you know. Oh my God, Albert! I was gonna, I was telling David, I'm gonna make confetti eggs 
So and replace the eggs that we have. So when he makes breakfast, it's just like a confetti egg. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your confetti omelet. <laughs> yeah, no, I told her don't fuck with my food. <laughs> fuck that. Uh, I'm up for making eggs. You don't fuck with my food. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, so man, what a show! We talked uh, with Greg. Uh, we had some etiquettes. We played the uh, "Who are you quarantined with?" Uh, game. Did 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 we miss anything? Um. No, I mean, I. I uh, you missed your very limited sports segment. Our sports segment. Oh, what, what, what is going on in sports? <laughs> um. What is going on in sports? Oh man, I you know what? I think I did have a, a sports um uh a story. What was it? It it was uh I think it was ESPN and what they're doing amidst all this, you know, like uh like they're doing marbles. Um they're doing marble games and all these other kind of uh hilarious sports that we would see on usually like El Ocho uh catching on. So um, I think that's been fun because I've always been into weird shit like that. Like, um, any, yeah. like, like I was always the person. This is what I love about the Cove too. Is sometimes I go there and the bartenders they're really focused on service and getting you guys what you need. However, when I'm there, I'm looking at all the TVs and I'm just like, I'm like, what? You know, it's like eight or nine o'clock at night and like. They're, they have like on like the news and the music is playing, you know, and the, the news doesn't have the the CC. So you're just watching pictures. And I'm just like, well, this is the, as much as I like this. I'm like, it's not very I don't know, you know, so they would always give me the remotes. And, uh, you know, like on one TV, I would always have like poker on. And then if I could find like a pool game or um, like table tennis I would always put on, you know, I could always find a UFC fight. So I always liked kind of um, finding those weird um, sports to put on a different TV. Um, so I kind of like that right now. It's kind of uh, it's kind of fun for me. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I the most that I've been following sports-wise is kind of like uh, – waiting for the draft because the draft is going to be a virtual draft this year. And then they push back the NBA draft. So, I mean, the excitement of the NFL draft is not going to have the same je ne sais quoi, but uh, it's, it's, you know, it's still something to look forward to because sports will come back. You know, it's not knowing when, but it will come back. So it's going to be much more appreciated when it does. I can tell you that much. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of the drafts being held virtually at the the the, the family's home. You know, because we kind of get a, a peek. Yeah, we, we we get a peek at their families, and like they get to really celebrate with their family instead of like just a mom or dad. Uh, yeah, but here's here's the thing: is like you, you say that, but at the same time, it's like we're not supposed to have gathering with more than 10 people. Usually you see like 20 people in a house waiting for them to get drafted. Is that a good thing? Ah, yeah, <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. You know, you now, now this, this, now your, 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 your potential draft pick is, is in a, in a room full of 20 people. And now they're at risk. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. 
Oh, uh, by the way, um, ESPN is airing is going to be airing uh, uh, the horse game. That's that's cool. Where they're going to have uh, all the basketball players at their own places at, with their own uh, basketball courts, and virtually they're going to be playing horse against each other. I think that's going to be fun. That, that's cute. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And something like that should always happen. I think that should just always be a standard. Uh, you know, whether it's during um, off season or during the uh, All Star game, they should have something like that. You know, I I, I agree. I mean, it 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 it, it could be really fun and cool. And you know what? The the best part is like with it being horse, you can actually in like outside of dunking, you can include other athletes. You can include football players trying to shoot a basketball, or you know, baseball players shoot a basketball. So it's kind of like a multi a multi-sport thing. Yeah. I mean, they're on to something. I think stuff like that is going to catch on a little bit more and uh, uh, pick up more steam once this is all over. Uh, and, and, again, once this is all over, guys, we cannot wait to be back at the bar, um, you know, uh, performing for you guys. I, do you think that this is a performance? Um, I... I don't know if I want to call it a performance. I mean, I, I, I mean, we try to we we try to be entertaining. We try to be funny. We try to be you know, acknowledgeable of people and things. But ultimately, the whole basis of this was that it wasn't a performance. It was just how people are at a bar. It's how we are. It's who we are. So I think it's more just a an extension of us. It's not necessarily a performance. It's it's a matter of just getting people involved, you know, like, hey, you sitting next to me, chime in and let's have fun. So I wouldn't call that a performance. It's more like just being social. Gotcha. And we are social too. We are on the uh, Instagram at drinks towards by and uh, segue. Yeah. So I get paid the big bucks, dude. Uh, and yeah. we are on the Twitter. We we, we tweet a little bit. Uh, we're still trying to figure all that we're on out. Twitter? I don't even know that we're on Twitter. I told you. I, I even put in a Twitter feed on the uh, Drinks Towards Buy at drinkstowardsbuy.com. Um, yeah, so we are on Twitter as well. So make sure to uh, tweet us at Drinks Towards Buy. I'm right now just tweeting, but I'm not tweeting a lot. You know, I'm just like my my musings in my head that I need to get out, I'll, I'll put on there um, from time to time, which I'll give you the access to and stuff. And then you can, you know, you can tweet uh, like, like once a week or whatever, you know, just, I want you to uh, participate uh, in that uh, realm of social media. And uh, I I have to just create a a Twitter for myself first. Then I have to do that right now. Well, just use drinks towards by, you know, and you could be drinks No, I, I mean, I want, if we're going to do this, might as well do it like the whole way. I mean, that's another form of social media, so guys, got to do it. Okay. Then, you could, then you'll just be, you know what I've been doing? <laughs> and this is, the, you know, is I'll tweet something and then I'll be like, hey, I have an extra account. I'll just have drinks towards by. Retweet me and it looks like I'm cool. So, <laughs> kind of doing that. <laughs> You know, those, those are just little little things. 
Um, and make sure to log on to drinkstowardsby.com because there we do have a banner uh, for what we were talking about early, or which was uh, to save the industry. Uh, you can click on there and you can donate um, to them. Or if you want, you can always donate to us. We do have a Vedmo account. You can send us a few fuzzles if you think uh, we did a great job or just uh, to keep us afloat as well. Uh, make sure to log on to drinkstowardsby.com and there you can see the banner. You can click on there and uh, anything uh, is much appreciated. Uh, anything before we got to go, David? Uh, no. Um, I guess we're doing our cheers now. Yes, that's right. We are. Um, what would you like to cheers to? Um, cheers to um, everybody who's paying attention to all the rules and and uh, requests. People are staying at home. Uh, the essential workers uh, right now. You know. Cheers to uh, the people who are working, who are in a kind of a struggle. You know, just stay tough, stay strong. Annabelle? Um, cheers to the people out there doing things for people that can't. Um, I have a friend out there who goes to Porthos and Costco every couple of days to get stuff for elderly and people that just can't go out, you know, like women with children that are small that can't go to the store. Like, cheers to the people that are doing good out of all of this. And uh, I would like to cheers to my bladder because I've had to take a leak for the past 30 minutes. And uh, I've been doing a really <laughs> good <both>. job. <laughs> <laughs> so cheers to everyone's bladder uh, for helping you uh, stay safe and, um, you know, stay on the phone, I guess. I didn't want to, like, run to the bathroom and then just have there be silence. So I was just like, okay, I'll just uh, save yeah. it. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're you're essential. <laughs> finally, finally essential. Finally, <laughs> and you too, the listener, are essential. Thank you so much for listening and uh, and just being a part of this uh, show. We really appreciate it. As always, you can DM us or you can uh, email us drinks towards by at gmail.com. That's gonna wrap it up for this this edition of drinks towards by, and we are out of here. Later. Love you all. Bye.